I didn't do a check, but should be fine. Let's do a check anyway. Seems super sensitive. Yeah, it's like your feelings. Internet weapon. Thank you for joining us for the PEPCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all around good people. It is week 33 of 2023, and we are recording our annual episode live from Black Hat 2023. With me, I have my co host, the Vanilla Gorilla, who never misses a penalty kick when the game is on the line. You know, B Dizzle's in the house, ready to rock and roll, have a good time with you guys today. I, I may have had a couple of adult beverages today. How about you, Chris? We are just coming off one of the partner parties that we did sponsor. So we should make for a good episode today. Yeah. We also have a special guest today. We do. So our, our, our guest today is Victor DeLuca. So thank you for joining us, Victor. B- BD. Yeah, you guys are welcome. I was dragged here against my will. <laughs> that, that was all Brian. <laughs> His name is BD. Like that. You know what that means, right? BDL. BDL. No, it is BD. Is, it, is there a space between DeLuca? Yeah. All right, you're off the hook. Yeah, yeah. BDL. I, I will say that if we have a problem in Vegas and you need a blood transfusion tomorrow, don't get it. Like, you'll get all the hepatitis, all the hepatitis. <laughs> Like that blood is tainted. It is not good. We've got to steer clear of that stuff. Yes, we are recording from Las Vegas. This is, I guess, technically day one of Black Hat. Technically, it's day three for me. But I, so, so Victor, where are you from, buddy? Montreal. All right. And what brings you to the podcast? I was dragged here by force. You were not. You are you pushed me in the back, and you have pretty big arms, so <laughs> I didn't want to fight. Did, did I really force you, or did? You, or are you an actual fan? It was halfway consensual. Halfway, <laughs> semi-consensual. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, we're, we're happy that you decided to come. That's a new term. A lot of people actually said no. They're like, no, they did. Ready yeah. for a lot of grown men actually said that they were tired. They did. I I think we probably went through probably five or six candidates that we tried to bring on for our annual live episode. So also, as you can tell, so Glenn is not on the show today. Uh, Freaking Glenn. A, uh, a conflicting appointment. He did not make it out to Black Cat, so he could not make it out to the annual. Already- so we, we do miss you, Glenn. We wish you were here, but we wish you the best. He's my favorite. He's your oh, favorite. Get the oh. hell out of my, my room. <laughs> your favorite? Are you serious, Glenn? His audio is perfect. Oh geez! Oh, All right, yeah, yeah. this guy's a true listener. He knows when know. <laughs> that is. He is t- literally talking crap about you, not to your face, but online. I love it. So, so Victor, talk to us, buddy. Where are you from? What are you doing? Curious, uh, curious about who you are. Um, you know, as I said, I'm from Montreal. I'm Canadian, so that's why I was asking about all the laws in Nevada, uh, the open carry, and all that. Um, you know, I've been working at Zscaler for close to two years now. I'm a sales engineer. And uh, yeah, I come from a security background. I've worked in security all my life, started in the army, and then I, I switched to cybersecurity and I studied cybersecurity. I have a bachelor and a master's degree in cybersecurity. So. A master's, really? Yeah, I studied. He's got I, the biggest degree out of all of us. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm finishing my MBA as well, so I'm going to have two masters now. Oh, double next, master's. Next semester. You're, you know what you should do? Get a, get a, a master's in debating. You'd be a master debater. <laughs> I think you would be the best. Best master bit debater uh, that's out there. What do you think? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Let's debate it. <laughs> so what was it like serving in the Canadian Army? I, I genuinely want to know. Uh, it's tough, but it's a great learning experience. And I always call it the trampoline. You can jump and fall on your face, or you can jump and end up really high in the sky. So it's it's really, there's two ways about it. Like, I think any armies in the world, it brings you a lot of, skills it teaches you a lot of stuff and you can't uh, jump and land on your feet though like that's a little bit no no one no one stays the same it changes you it changes, <laughs> it changes. You. did you do any any uh arctic training i did a lot of different training so i would always just say yes to everything okay because i was young and eager the yes to learn. man it's a good attitude to have though yeah it's like, what was your favorite thing that you experienced yeah i guess shooting tanks was pretty cool with an RPG. All right. That is definitely one up me on anything I've ever done in my life. Yeah. How about you? What kind, of, what kind of RPG were these? Like RPG 7s, Russian made? Or... No, so they were the Canadian version. So the 84 mil. Okay. Did they say, I'm sorry, right before they hit? <laughs> All the time. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Hey, 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 I'm sorry, buddy. I like it. I like it. That's awesome. Well, you know, honestly, though, you know, for all the Canadian listeners, thank you for your service. Is it mandatory or is it voluntary there? I don't know. No, it's not. I signed up at 16 after high school and uh, stayed there. Graduated at 16. Graduated at 16. Served in the military, double degrees. Jeez. All right. I'm just. But I can't tie my shoes. So honestly, it's. To give it's it a trade-off. A He's got the old school checks on right now, so there's that. But you know, they're they're white as uh, I've ever seen any shoe in my entire That's life. That's the vanilla gorilla. Vanilla gorilla is here, yes, sir. Uh, he, he is also the snazziest dress out of the three of us here today, too. He's got the pinstripes on, so yeah, he did. He actually dressed up for the partner party tonight, and Brian and I just rolled in with what whatever we were wearing to dinner, smelling like steak and failure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. <laughs> Yeah, well, we are we are in Las Vegas, and this is uh, I can't even count. This is probably my sixth or seventh black hat. How many has it been for you, Brian? All I know is that this is the hottest black hat because Chris, in his infinite wisdom, says the <laughs> AC to eighty degrees, and we're just over here sweating balls in his <laughs> room. Don't even edit this out. This is it so that people feel the pain. <laughs> Of like how miserable it is here, you know. And it's off right now. Yeah, yeah I, I, I told you part. to leave it on, but and I can edit it in post. But no, no, he didn't say leave it on. He goes, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll just have to edit and post. Like what, you freaking valley girl? Like no, thank you. Like we'll just turn off. We'll be men. We'll get through it. We'll sweat. No big deal. Yeah, Victor, what what number of black hat is this for you? First, first, first time in Vegas. Oh, first, popping first your black Vegas hat ever. cherry. Yeah, yeah, and Vegas. First time in Vegas ever. Exactly. What was your first impression of Las Vegas? Uh, it's not walkable. I'm used to cities that you can walk around and go to the restaurant, go to your hotel, you know, take public transportation, take the you know, train or metro whatsoever. They have a bus here. No matter what you say, <laughs> Canada is not better than America. I don't care what you say. Even in the cesspool. I, I, was, I, will in not Spain, that. I was in Spain Sunday and every city in Spain is very walkable. You psychopath. <laughs> Spain and Sunday, and he's over here. Monday, it Vegas, is a Wednesday. Yeah. I'm Vegas. All right. Monday home, and then Tuesday on the flight to Vegas. So yeah, effectively, I'm like nine hours behind right now. Can we just trade lives? Because you're living it, man. <laughs> hey, what? This is pretty cool. Just trying. <laughs> yeah, walkable is an interesting one because I would say I, I was at Black Cat probably before the pandemic. So I would say 2019. I was actually able to walk from one hotel to another. It was it was fairly far. It was pretty hot, but I would say this year is pretty dang hot here and it's it's definitely not walkable when the sun is out yeah uh, dude i'm just effing freezing man like 99 i needed a burka on what is that in celsius like no one actually cares no it's not 99 in celsius must be like 35 yeah that sounds yeah. old right 37 no, it's warm. yeah about 37 look at yeah. the you know 37? coming yeah. in with the math correction yeah. i wonder why but then again global warming is not real for americans right so <laughs> it depends so, on who you ask sure. yeah, yeah. I would say half the audience would probably say you're right, and the other half the guys are based not. on your last president. One's <laughs> sleeping, and the other is spreading lies. So, <laughs> take your pick. <laughs> you know, you never know. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what What else? What What else is? What else did you notice about Las Vegas? The airport coming here, alcohol culture, walking <laughs> on the strip. What What else did you notice? Uh, I haven't really gotten out of my hotel room, but honestly, everything has been really expensive. I ordered Uber Eats last night and it was like 40 bucks for like just cheap Indian food. 40 USD, which is even worse than Canadian. So Canadian like bucks. What kind of five million. What, what kind of Indian food did you order? Uh paneer. What is it? It's like Indian cheese and Wah, paneer. Sauce. I just said paneer. I'm like, bro, that is just straight up white people American food. Like, <laughs> you order mac and cheese? All right, all right. So it's important to know Victor is a vegetarian, so that's why he ordered oh. the palak paneer. So is it too late to get cheese. him off the podcast? I don't kill <laughs> animals. They're vulnerable. I kill animals. Like I shot 13 pigeons the other day just because they're really? in my house. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, like, no, I heard that story, but uh, no, I don't need animals to feed myself. Hey, you know, all the power to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. even I think as the great Jeremy Pippen said, like even lettuce screams and you rip it out the ground. So who's Jeremy Pippen? 
Jeremy Piven from Entourage. Oh, bro. Well, man. Again, the, the age gap here is tremendous. So, you know, earlier you said, like, you study a lot. I have no culture. That's the trade-off. I can't tie my shoes and I have no culture. That's the trade-off. Are I, those slip-ins? I don't, really watch, <laughs> don't really watch Netflix. I have no culture whatsoever. I don't know the actors. I, I don't watch movies at all. No, I think you have culture because you've been to Spain. Yeah. You live in Canada. You're over here you're hanging out in Vegas. Eating, I think I'm the one with no culture. Eating Indian this, food. From Indian, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, Eating Indian food. So, Chris, you didn't answer. How was what number uh, Black Hat is this for you? Slash Jeffcon. I didn't. I answered. I think this is six or seven for me for for Black Hat. This is probably my fourth Defcon, I believe. I've done zero Defcon, three Black Hats. Have you done? Def- Are you saying for Defcon? No. <sighs> okay. Right. Yeah. So I have to come back next week. Or, or... it's Thursday. So it's Thursday through Sunday. So the people that come for Black Hat, they can either stay, or I also know people that are flying in just for DEF CON. They fly in Wednesday night or, or Thursday. Are you going into lockdown mode? Or do you have a burner? Uh, I'm going in lockdown mode. Yeah. Nice. So for me, it's lockdown mode. I, I'm going to be in lockdown burner. mode. Yeah. Or, yeah. I leave, or I leave the phone in the hotel room. I don't even bring it with me. You hear that here? You heard that here first. This is a Texas hotel room. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. so that's how you Where's your it. camera? Where's your modem? You don't have anything. No protection. I, no, I, don't, I don't have the travel modem. Like, don't even open carry right now. Yeah, but he has his internet com. He actually has. Don't you have the uh, CCW for Vegas here? No, mine, mine's in Utah. Oh, is it mine's Utah that Utah. has like the the umbrella? There's like, yeah, there's like 30 states that recognize it. Uh, Nevada is like iffy. So it, it was recognized at one point. It was not recognized at one point. I think it might be recognized at another point. But the problem is when you travel with a firearm, you have to check in, and I absolutely hate checking in my bag. So coming here Vegas story my flight was already delayed an hour and a half I was United boarding group four and there were probably like 50 people in front of me and they made the announcement hey everybody's got to check in your bag so take out your lithium batteries and your e-cigarettes so it's I I hate checking in my bag when I got here to Vegas you know more than an hour and a half late at that point I I had to wait Uh, since it's United they don't have that guarantee like Alaska does I can't even tell you how I probably waited like 40 minutes for my carry-on bag to pop out oh geez well so let me ask you in, in canada are you allowed to own foreigners yes you are yes. does this require a special permit or you just go out yeah, and buy two permits you have to get your hunting license first and then your license to own okay do you mind sharing us with what you actually own nothing at the moment right nothing nothing okay nothing right now. he just has the permit he said what would be the go-to if you if you had the money and the willpower to go out there would it be this a hunting rifle an OG Mosin. Okay. Because I like the bolt action. Yeah. I like what's actionable. Like, I my first car was a stick shift. I like guns that, you know, are actionable. Like, that's reliable, rugged. right? It's reliable. Yeah. It's yeah. easy. It's rugged. It helped the Russians win World War II. Yeah. I mean, we won World War II. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. It's debatable. At so, this point, the Russians were already in Berlin. So we, we, won the, we won the Western Front. The Russians came in from the East and yeah. throughout it. So, yeah, Whatever. Definitely yeah. arguable. It was already 17 0, and then the US were like, Oh, let's join, guys. We're going to save you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, yeah. so bolt action. All right. Are you allowed to have any shotguns, semi-automatic? The laws changed recently <laughs> where it's uh, it's a bit more difficult. So I think the hand Repeat that sentence now... for him. What? Repeat. I was coughing, so repeat that sentence. Oh. So now the laws changed with uh, Trudeau, so it's a bit harder to get your handguns. I think the, the regulations changed, and it's a uh, hit and miss depending on what you want to get. So I don't know what's legal anymore because it's 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 really messed up. But uh, yeah, my Mosin would be to go to. I, I don't really like handguns. I shot handguns multiple times, and I don't find them to be as reliable and precise. And to me, there's that's what I liked. I, I did the sharpshoot. I was a sharpshooter and everything, so I like shooting at a distance and reliably. Mm-hmm. So that. For me, is what sporting uh, dude. I'm with you. I'm terrible with a handgun. For some reason, I am like awful. I am hot garbage. Like six meters away, and it goes into the sky. Like (laughs) yeah, like I like at my house. It's it's a shotgun. That's the home defense system. Like if I had like a nine mil forty cal, like chances are I'm probably gonna miss. Like I I need something with the you know spray and pray right type of methodology. (laughs) Kind of precision rifle did you use in the Canadian Army? Was it like a McMillan or was it like a an adaptation of the USM40? Uh, so I never shot the snipers, uh, unfortunately, but I did shoot pretty much everything else that you can think of. So like rocket prop propelled uh, launchers, uh, the smaller as well, the the uh, the ones that you shoot and drop. 
like the NATO rounds, yeah, like five, five, six, or yeah, the multi-purpose machine guns, NATO have machine guns, like machine guns. Uh, kind of feels like Chris is trying to like background check you. Like, is he really <laughs> yeah. telling the truth right now? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a secret NATO. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting to me. the The world's longest confirmed kill was a Canadian. Is Canadian sharpshooter. He's a McMillan Tac 50, and it was from I think it's like 1.2 miles in Afghanistan from a, a 50 caliber. Yeah. Uh, rifle. How much and, of that was luck, or do you think it was a hundred percent skill? It was both for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like four uh, kilometers, right? Almost four kilometers, so, I think. I don't know miles kilometer. You One point two miles is like sixty nine kilometers. <laughs> I'm freedom units. How many yeah. freedom units? Freedom units. Yeah, there you uh, go. You get it. Rob Furlong, look it up. Yeah. Rob Furlong was the. Hey guys, we're recording thing. a podcast, and we should talk about our <laughs> topic one and all that stuff. One thing I wanted to say was that yeah. I'm envious about the snipers in the Canadian Army because they get to ride around in the G-Wagons. So they get oh, the G-Wagons. Mercedes, yeah. yeah. Uh, time out. G-Wagons, hot garbage. That is like a Jeep Wrangler is exponentially and better they always, than a G-Wagon. They always flipped over. Yeah. So that was the joke. Like we would go in on the base or and whatnot. Like even in Europe, they would fly them over and then they would just flip. Whenever you turn too much, like they would just flip off. Yeah. yeah. They're real top heavy. Yeah. High yeah. center of gravity yeah. yep terrible yep. vehicles all right we're 16 minutes in so let's get back on the topic we're here to talk about so we are here at, at black hat mm-hmm. what observations have you had so today was officially day one i walked the floor a little bit uh, but if you guys got to see anything what were your observations for black hat this year i guess i'll go first so uh ai and ml is being played out like everybody's doing so it changes my talk track 100 on how i how I position that because I do think that we do a little bit different, a little bit better. Just because we we've been doing it for so long, even though we're introducing it right, uh, you know, as, you know, week one of you know functionality. But I do believe it's a little bit more dialed in. Uh, I saw one company by the name of Blink, and they're using generative AI to build policy to so be like, hey, like I have a DLP event, something's going on. I want to notify somebody in Slack. Maybe it's the DLP admin. And then if he or she produces a verdict of good, bad, or indifferent and notifies the user or allows the policy to kind of go through, uh, it's kind of cool, right? But like at the same time, I'm like, oh yeah, our, our users are really stupid. So we want to make it easy for them just to type it in a box. Like, you know, how easy can we make this? Is the justification for the yeah. DLP event. You know, Mark Porter, who I, I love dearly, even though he's an idiot sometimes. Mark, <laughs> I love you. He's working at a company called TX1, focused on, on some OT stuff. Um, <clears throat> pretty cool, right? For the sheer fact that, you know, they have stuff that's running on Windows 95, Windows CE devices. They're writing code for like back in the day to do OT security. I think that was kind of neat. But other than that, that was kind of my, like, it was literally, I was walking to the meeting space. And so I, I dropped in on a couple spots and I thought, oh, you know, give it a chance. I haven't walked the entire floor. How about you boys? A- AI everywhere, everywhere has okay. AI. So that that's echoes one of the trends I've seen for sure. AI, generative AI, one of our partners, Sentinel One, they have a, a chat bot that you ask it, you know, what are the TTPs for this particular uh event what are the what's the minor attack framework and it, it spits it out so it writes the rules for you based on just very simple english inputs i thought that was what about canadian input do they understand <laughs> hey, the language? Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey buddy what's going on eh <laughs> but hey, i feel like chat gpt is changing everything and it's not changing anything at all at the same time because i saw a lot of demos about how we can block chat GPT. Well, yes, it's a URL. You know, I feel like a lot of people have their mind blown yeah. by the product product of a little ChatGPT. captain obvious, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's not different than any other application. I find it's, it's just from a threat perspective, like, yes, you yeah, can ask different things and you can input text and what the website. Yeah. Like, I don't know that it's a threat. I, I look at more of it like a data prevention or data privacy like mm-hmm. if i can log in from anywhere in the world right whether it's a sanctioned pc or grandma's computer right the bottom line is at least in chat gpt is that it has the chat history so if i'm posting source code from my computer there and it shows up like that could be an xfil type of way of doing it so i think you know browser isolation being able to talk decrypt hone in on that data is very, very valuable. Yeah, but also compromise accounts. So if you post that source code to chat GPT and somebody compromises your account, well, now all of a sudden they can go into your chat history and, and download that source code. So if you 
say you're only allowed to access that through isolation, you're not allowed to paste, or alternatively, you can go the Samsung model. So Samsung famously leaked source code to ChatGPT, and they created a rule that said you're only allowed to upload one kilobyte of data to ChatGPT. So if I want to ask it for restaurant recommendations, that's fine. But if I want to post source code that's over 1KB, then that's that's going to be blocked. One Kobe Bryant? <laughs> I don't know what KB means. Are not, not all of our listeners are ready for this kind of <laughs> dialogue, man. Um, from my perspective, I saw a lot of uh, zero trust for IoT OT devices. Right? That was another one, yeah. So yeah. I, I would I would second that. A lot of focus on IIoT and, and OT devices. Yeah. I still call it IOC or iOS, Internet of <laughs> or Internet of Crap. Like, it is literally hot garbage that's coming over there. Um, saw some cool things, right? I, I, I do think, you know, Z-Star's company is doing some innovative things to, to kind of capture that data. And it's kind of interesting. Like, if you look at, like, some of the people that are out there, like, you want to take, like, a hospital that has a bunch of MRI machines, right? And you want to look at that. I'm like, how many MRI scans is it doing a day? And it's encrypted. How are you really cre- creating that verdict that that one MRI machine did set? 72 and that went 14, right? Like, like, how is that? At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a very large image, right? There's peaks and traffic, so they can kind of extrapolate. They don't know for sure that it's 72, but they saw 72 spikes, right? The other one's 14. And I think the business value to that is, wait a second, like, you know that you could probably squeeze another 72 out of the one that's doing 14. <laughs> like, why are you not leveraging that, and right? Low balance. It. Yeah, low balance, exactly. Yeah. And establishing normal behavior of OTIOT devices must be very difficult. Uh, because they're not all linear in their behavior. Uh, so I assume that's one difficulty. Um, I also got the chance to speak with the VP of sales from Zero Tier. It's a okay. company uh, that does a lot of uh, IoT, OT sort of networking and, and protection and management. And I feel like that's a real problem that a lot of companies seems to, they seem to have right now, like managing their OT stack. Yeah, and how many of them they have? Most of you know the larger companies don't even know how many assets they have. So yeah, connecting to them is is a difficult thing to do. Well, being able to speak OT protocols is going to be very critical in that establishing gap, a standard. Right? Establishing yeah. a standard is going to be critical infrastructure. Yeah. Things critical. that run power companies, things that run gas pipelines, things that run well, hospitals. What, what is the what? What really is the TAM on that? Right, like when you. Like, yeah, we have 2,000 workstations. Are you going to sell it for $20,000 a workstation? Like, that, like I don't understand the actual total addressable market on that just yet. It depends. How much would you pay to prevent the next colonial pipeline? How much would you pay to not have a gasoline shortage on the entire East Coast? It's it, it, How much would I pay to stop the Barbie movie? <laughs> <laughs> that is the real question. Oh, yeah. Did you Did you see it? No, but I, I saw the preview. I'm like, I love my daughter, but I don't think we're gonna go watch it. What about Oppenheimer? I haven't seen it yet, but that looks that's that's it was good. I'd probably watch it at home. It was long, but it was good. That's, that's what she said. Wow, <laughs> thank you, Matt. Mission Impossible was amazing. I would that, that's a good movie to go watch in the theaters. I, I you know, ten out of ten recommend. It's only part one too, right? Just lately on a cliffhanger. Yeah, it, it it cliffs you if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the other trend, just walking the floor, I didn't really talk to many people, but I was just observing what other companies have done. The other observation I would say, there are a lot. So I would say the vast majority of companies that are here at Black Cat are very niche players that have absolutely no chance of going public, and they're hoping for an acquisition play, because I I think, I truly think the future of a platform play, so when you look at platform companies or many vendors that play in this space, but none of them are niche. None of the major vendors out there that have gone public within the last year have been niche players. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Can we go back to like the IoT and OT stuff? Like, so I was, yeah, like the IoT and OT. You know, that, I, I, I think that's very niche that I don't think those companies would go public. It would get acquired by a platform that needs an IoT or an OT story. Yeah. So if we look at it though, that traffic of IoT, if you're trying to do some type of classification or even OT, well, no, this is focused on IoT. The reality is it's it's a dumb device you can't install anything on. So man in the middle becomes very, very difficult. So at the very best, you're getting SNI and or MAC address. Like that is that's pretty limited and narrow type of vision. I don't think anyone's actually able to maybe do like some J 
3T type of TLS fingerprinting to look at that. But at the end of the day, like if I'm sending traffic to AWS, right? Like it's just, it's AWS at the end of the day. Like maybe there's a C name for it. And I can kind of like, oh yeah, that's a, a Honeywell thermostat. But there's got to be some type of change in that for us to really start to look into that data. And I don't really know how we're going to do it. Maybe we should talk to China. <laughs> I, I think the problem is the lack of standards. There's no available adopted, widely adopted standards. So some devices will speak something. Some other devices will speak unencrypted. Some other devices don't even know how to integrate within the network. So as long as they can get out to the internet, I feel like that's what's needed. And then that's it. Yeah. Some vendors will never do the extra mile to implement security or implement like um, anything that could help with integrating within an actual existing network. Well, they're so hopped up. I'm just trying to get the MVP, right? Like yeah. this is what we're doing and we don't care that there's vulnerabilities. Yeah. They're losing 25 mil a quarter, of course. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to get that stuff pushed out. Thank God a lot of it is SSL, TLS encrypted, but at the same hopefully. time, hopefully. If you default password, it doesn't matter how encrypted it is. If you yeah. have ad and admin, the rest goes out the door. Yeah. I did a, a recent audit on all the IoT stuff in my house. Everything is reaching out either over SSL or quick. 100%. I don't have anything unencrypted moving in, uh, moving out there. How about you guys? I looked at my television. I think that was the only thing that I was concerned of. The rest, I was sort of controlling it. Like I, I knew what it was and I could control it. But my TV, I was not able to get a clear picture of what it was doing, when, how, and all that. It was difficult. It was randomly just pinging to to the servers ran my keys yeah i had an lg tv about Same. five years ago that was uh z scar had said that it was downloading malware yeah yeah but it was over clear text protocol and that's how we knew that was going on i have an lg tv yeah i have the same thing i have an lg tv i installed some app it's a uh, and mind you it's a from the official lg app store and it was I forgot it was either an aquarium or a fireplace background. Oh, and of course. Setting it through Zscaler. <laughs> Romance, man, over here. It says, oh, you're you're trying to connect to a website that's hosted in the Russian Federation. So I'll uninstall real quick. It's weird. All, all I see is Chinese propaganda. I don't know why. It's an amazing red flag. Yeah. West Taiwan content. Taiwan's not real. It's it's Chinese Taipei. <laughs> By the way, you are so pale. I think if you looked at like a Chinese flag, you'd get a sunburn. Like you are. Is there no sun in Montreal? I mean, I'm back from Spain. I was in Spain for two weeks. I was just born that way. Wow, man. I get the... coming from you though, vanilla gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> but I got some color, but I live in Arizona, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Step outside and you get burned immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But you are like a little fair little princess. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm messing with you, Victor. We love you, man. So, Victor, this being your first time in Vegas, what, what else has he observed? So, everything here is really expensive. And we we actually saw that tonight. So, we were at the, a vendor party and we ordered a, a Red Bull, which was not on the menu, not included. And I think it was like 17 bucks a can. So, like you said, very very expensive uh what what else have you noticed here so, in las vegas yeah as, as much as the food and the drinks are very expensive i noticed that the hotels are not which got me guessing like why are they that cheap i saw hotel rooms going for like 50 bucks a night which is unthinkable in most of the large american cities yeah and i realized that most of them have a casino inside the hotel so i imagine that they have a different route to revenue yes absolutely uh, and that shocked me also <laughs> when i landed at the airport people were smoking and playing like those uh machines slot machines slot machines yeah. and in canada you're not allowed to smoke and you're not allowed to play slot machines at the airport so that really shocked me so i imagine that they have different routes to revenue i was impressed I don't know if it's something unique to Nevada, but yeah, I mean, you can go into a grocery store here and you can play slot machines. You can go to a bar and there's like a poker machine there. I mean, gambling is ingrained in the, the culture here. And yeah, like, like you said, Victor, it's there are definitely lost leaders that try to bring you in. They make up the, the revenue on the gaming side. Uh, it's one of the reasons actually Nevada has income taxes. They make so much revenue off the gambling taxes here that they don't they don't need to collect income tax on, on the residents here. And that's sort of a trade-off that the residents here put up with the gambling because in exchange they get no state income tax. Wow. I'm jealous. Yeah, Mr. 54%. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> peanut butter and jelly right now. Yeah. Yeah. So did you roll the bones while you're here? Did you, you put no. money in black? I, so <laughs> I don't know how to play most of these games. Okay. So there's no point for me to even try. I don't know how to play poker. I don't know. I barely know how to play blackjack. Dude, I, my daughters 
they're like she's 14 years old and doesn't play poker. We play Texas Hold'em. That's all a red time. flag, dude. What is, like no, we like to play. It's like a family thing, man. Is she yeah. betting? Yeah, we, we her allowance. No, no, and like you know, winner kind of take all. We make my like, thing. Like Would you bucks. win? Are you better than? Oh, them? I will crush them. Wow. Let them know, like established dominance. Yeah, yeah, he's the alpha. Yeah, you know, you know what's so funny about that is that uh, my my wife is like my oldest kid is she's attracted to alphas only. She's like it's your fault, right? Like it's okay. like you know you know what I mean. Like it's just one of those weird things. I'm like. <laughs> Because we will we'll watch TV shows and like she'll pick off the guy that's the alpha in there. So muscular, but not too smart. No, just a, a leader, right? Maybe he's muscular and handsome <laughs> like me. I have no idea. But not too smart, yeah. But super smart, like <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're a natural born leader, just have it. yeah, just like you, buddy. You'll get there eventually. <laughs> so How old are you now, by the way? I am forty-five. You know, forty-five, or I'm fifty. Who knows? So I'm not going to give it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll look it up. I'll find information on you. That's okay. I have nothing to hide at this point in time. Just uh living the living the dream. So you didn't you didn't do and like not even the slots, like you just keep in mind, you just put money in there and you pull the handle. So I you don't know how to do that. I looked at them, but you need a card. You need the MGM card. No, you don't. Yeah, you don't have to have that. If you want to oh, accumulate no. points, then you need the card. Oh, I didn't know. See, that's how uneduc- uneducated <laughs> about casinos I am. Like, I never go, even in Montreal and Canada, I never go because I, I I have no pleasure doing it. Mm-hmm. I find it boring. Yeah, that's so, probably the right move. You know, the, the house always wins. The odds are always against you. And the, the, the saying goes, Vegas was not built on winners. Everything you see around here was not built on people winning these ga- gaming. Wasn't it so built on you- crime? <laughs> yeah like dead people jimmy hop so the year was 2002 i was young and innocent and dumb and we were here for new year's eve i guess it was 2001 going into 2002 and uh we we decided to go out to the corner of the street where tupac was shot like pour out a little 40 for him yeah and uh at that point in time there's a crowd kind of you know doing their thing and there was this dude and like we were we were pretty drunk right like you know so, no yeah oh yeah absolutely fireworks in the sky and homeboy decides to jump or climb up the the street lamp or the i'm sorry the the, the uh, street light and so everyone's encouraging him to that's do this a, behavior that's a really bold move thinking about how expensive healthcare is in the u.s like that's a bold move yeah, well when you die like this guy <laughs> like he fell off like talk nice. about a very sobering <laughs> moment when you watch someone fall from a street line is dead on the ground I'm like, man, Tupac and this guy. Like, you know, how sad. <laughs> that was his only option at this point. No, he could have gone down, but he was a sloppy. Like, he fell. And, uh, but nonetheless, that, that evening started at the Excalibur. And we were standing around. And we had a group of people. And half the guys wanted to go to AMPM, which is a convenience store, to go buy alcohol. The other half of us were like, if you gamble, it's free. Like, they just bring you drinks. So as we were standing around... I pumped 75 cents into a slot machine, like actual quarters. I pulled the jackpot, 2,500 bucks, nice. and which is the most amount of money I had ever seen in my entire life. Like my savings account had $300, right? So I, I had 2,500 bucks. And you were in Vegas. And I was in Vegas. I went home with negative $100. <laughs> gave it all and back. <laughs> it was an incredible night. Like, I'm not going to lie. We had a pretty good time. But the fact that I came home and I had nothing to show for it, and it was also the the biggest amount of money I had ever had in my entire life, it was pretty embarrassing. So it was like, that was pretty much the last time I had gambled. But you must have felt good because you paid for a girls' law program, right? So it must have been worth it. You know, you're reading between the lines there. I'm not getting, I can't confirm or deny. A lot of people got educated because of the law school degree. Yeah, law school degree. Karen Brian Beach. Yeah, so like, man, you know, I thought I was helping a family out. <laughs> what about you uh chris uh, I, I used to gamble uh in, in college we actually had an indian casino near Mark, us time out he was reading cards Cal- card counting go on i was we were oh you son of a gun <laughs> we knew it I, I i live with a bunch of engineers and we're like all right we're bored let's let's go do this we we i think I, overall in my entire gambling career i'm up which is already an accomplishment because the house always wins the odds are against you so my Entire gambling career, I would say I was up either via count, count, card counting or just dumb luck or whatever. And I would say the by the last time, smell I smell that. Smell the 
Yeah. It smells like BS in here. <laughs> like, they, like Chris has never taken an L in his entire life. I don't believe you, man. No, there, I, there are plenty of times I took L's, but overall. No, overall, I don't know. Overall. I don't know. You've never taken just like a this colossal L in anything. No, I, he's, like, he's tally it all up. You got to be down. No, no. He's tally it all up. Like... the helicopter. <laughs> My daughter was playing Fortnite. She goes, watch this. This is right after Kobe died. She goes, watch this. She goes, Kobe. She takes a helicopter in Fortnite and crashes it into the, into the mountain. I was like, all right, like you're 12 years old. Like, I respect the comedy, but it's a little insensitive, honey. Yeah. And then she jumped in the car and did the pole walker, right? No, 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 no pole walker. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in my entire gambling career, I would say I, I was up. But the last time I probably hardcore gambled. It's actually my bachelor party. I was here in Vegas probably 12 years ago by now. And my my cousin that was with me, he won like, oh, he won an insane amount of money, probably like $5,000 at the craps table and another couple thousand sports betting. And uh, I told the story before on the podcast. It was the Seattle Seahawks, which was the worst team in the league to qualify for the playoffs against the world champion New Orleans Saints. They're offering 10 to 1 odds that the, the Seahawks New England Patriots, the best team in the NFL, baby. And uh, I, I bet some money on the Seahawks. I'm like, I can't refuse 10 to 1. And Marshawn Lynch had that amazing beast run, rushing touchdown to seal the game. And I, I won an insane amount of money on my bachelor. I actually came up on my bachelor. So despite the amount of money we spent on like the hotels, the entertainment, the meals and everything, we all ended up up. On Can my you define party. entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us. Like line item, please. <laughs> uh, we went to uh, went to a few clubs. So we've uh, met with some people and they're... Did the, they rhyme with uh, Smartfire? <laughs> a lot of these Kickstarters. There were... Uh, <laughs> We, we went to certain destinations and uh, that Brian mentioned and Mark Zuckerberg was actually there. So Mark Zuckerberg was Zuck the cuck, say, yes. so to speak, sucking all the oxygen out of the room that that night. So we happened to be there the same night as, as Mark. Zuckerberg. Was this before he was married? Yes. Yeah, I, mean, wow. I believe it was. Yeah. Was he uh, a big roller? Like were people like flocking? And no he was. Him? No, he was. Like, he got the the best seat in the in the place. All the entertainment was <laughs> surrounding him. Obviously, for obvious obvious reasons. Uh, but it was fine. We saw. We saw. Uh, was he throwing bags, or was he just like tossing ones out there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We we couldn't see him from where where we were. He's a reptilian, though. Like he doesn't care about that <laughs> stuff. He's yeah. way beyond that. Why was he there? That's the real question. He's, yeah, he's conducting he's, a study, probably. Yeah, he's celebrating with his his homies, maybe. So I yeah. heard a, an interesting story today or yesterday by someone that worked for Meta, and they said the telemetry that they have, one of the directions from an advertising perspective would be as you're driving down the freeway, they should have digital signage that knows your location. And then the digital signage changes to some type of ad that would be specialized for you guys. Yeah. It's like the minority report thing, right? Yeah. So in minority report, the guy walks into uh, the gap. It's a a clothing retailer out here. He says, oh, thank you, Mr. Yamamoto. I hope you enjoyed those sweatpants you bought last week. So I mean, I think we're almost at that point here. Yeah. I think we're dangerously close. Yeah. I wasn't, I want to be belittled, like. Hey, dumbass, like those same jeans you bought last week, $35 <laughs> off if you come in. I bet you don't have your receipt. Yeah. There's no price adjustment, you know? Or you gain some weight, you can change your size. Yeah. Yeah, this <laughs> is like, hey, fatty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it is crazy. Yeah, I think I mentioned it on one or two podcasts ago, you know, the U.S. intelligence apparatus with their insane budgets, they say they would kill for 10% of the data that Meta or Google has on, on the general public. Uh, I think they have killed. But we'll leave it at that. <laughs> and as opposed to you guys, I don't have an iPhone. I don't oh, believe in Apple. This guy, well, turn it this off. Guy, Controversial. Yeah, in trouble. He's got instead he has a Google phone that sucks that hoovers up his data and targets him with ads. Literally <laughs> just gives it to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, open source code. Yeah. When was the last time you actually scrutinized any of that information? Every day, all day. Oh okay. it's great to you get out of here, man. You're lying. <laughs> JDL is lying to us, everyone. BDL. <laughs> BDL. BDL, sorry. Do you have a nickname? Were the Victor? Vanilla Gorilla, Elastic Search? Oh, I, I, oh that, that brings up a good point. Thank you, Brian. So my official nickname, so I used to be Elastic Man or Mr. Yeah. Elastic. I'm officially changing my podcast nickname to Boris the Bullet Dodger. Okay, because of your COVID dodging abilities? Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, 
with the numerous close calls, literally everybody in my family catching it, and I still haven't caught it. Um, this was actually brought to me, brought to me by Sammy, so thank you, Sammy. So my new nickname is going to be Boris the Bullet Dodger. All right, wow, or Neo and the Matrix. You never got COVID either. No. Man, yeah, two for two. What is going on? I'm vegetarian. I don't I'm in that. the presence of excellence right now. I don't eat that raw pangolin, so, you know. You don't get COVID from meat. <laughs> you don't. You get you COVID don't. from a vitamin D deficiency, which Brian accuses you of having. <laughs> I did. I did, yeah. What's your nickname, Victor? We need a That's podcast a, nickname for you. What do your friends call you? Victor? I, mean, I don't I don't really have a nickname. You don't have friends, is what we're really hearing. Vic the Beat. No wonder you jumped on this podcast. Don't make me cry on the podcast. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't really have one. I wish I wish I did, but uh you guys can come up with one. I'll let you guys uh we'll think about it and we'll tell you next week. It's gonna be something to do with sniping people though. Yeah, if I, I had it my way, like, like not very violent. Uh, <laughs> I don't even bad. kill animals, so Vic the Victorious, Vic the yeah, trying trying to think of one that that's catchy. All right, we'll, we'll come up with it next. All right, B Dog, we're on this one. <laughs> BDL, yeah, not to be confused with BDI, which sucks as well. Yes, <laughs> it's not security. Yeah, well, Victor, as is tradition, the guest always has to come up with a dad joke. What? No, we, got, we, got, we got we have content to go over, Christopher. <laughs> People are listening. They'll go one extra five minutes. Cover one story. God damn it. Ryan, you're up. What's what's happening in cybersecurity this week? I don't have any stories. I rely on you to do this. <laughs> so let me let me tell you. So it's actually one that I had shared with you on the group chat. And I decided to load up Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Facebook. I think I already said Facebook, but five different ones. All and the I'm, apps that hoover up your data. Yeah, that hoover up your data, even though I don't use them. And I was curious if I went out to my uh, ring doorbell at nighttime, how often I would see the Apple infrared infrared come up. Yeah. You can catch her that on, on, on camera. So he already knows the answer. So from an intrusive standpoint, from TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, um, Facebook, Twitter, what do you think would be the most intrusive app that would be proactively scanning your face without any actual reason to why. That didn't make any sense, but we'll take it. Um, uh, I'll say X. You'll say X. You're violently wrong. So <laughs> X, Twitter, and Instagram all did like a little flash. Like it just checked. Uh, I'm pretty convinced, and I'm going to dig in on this, that it was the, I think it was the, uh, aware, uh, Apple awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so it's, it's checking. Oh, yeah. So what I don't have on my Google phone. Yeah. Stay winning. But uh, well, you say that, but let's, let's check it out. Like, tired of winning. You still have face ID on there or something like it's like the Apple I, equivalent. I don't like, have to. Biometric. Okay. Yeah. By some type of biometric. Right. But anyway, I digress. Put it in front of an infrared camera. You'll see it. Right. They check can't get out. along with my biometric tongue. So it wasn't X. We love X. Number one. So, you know, egg on your face. Uh, but in the in this 42 second video that I captured, there was one app that stood head and shoulders above the rest. And as soon as I opened up the app, you would see the infrared kind of flashing. As I scrolled through different type of things like location, mutual friends, and I'm just, I'm just scrolling. You can see it just every once in a while, just flashing and doing this stuff and capturing. And then the the third time, it flashed or flickered a bunch of times, and they had a bright light and just kind of held on to it for a very long time. And what you need to understand is that when you give these social media apps access to your phone and you say, I want to give you access to the camera, you're doing the camera to them is both forward facing and reverse facing. Now, the downside is on infrared, I can only capture the infrared coming towards your face. So I have no idea yeah. if it's capturing any data forward facing. So out yeah. the back camera, the it, LIDAR. Yeah. Were you wearing boxers? Uh, I was wearing a sock. So, you know, <laughs> um, but I digress. So the the end result was the one app that was hardcore, all in your face, and doing unprecedented amount of facial scans was. I thought it would be TikTok. It was actually Snapchat, and it is an alarming type of of type of type of information. And then I I've only started to scratch the surface, but I've gone through, and what I do see is that there's a, an astounding amount of data being sent to TikTok which is crazy because I know that my kids who are of age that are using it, 
they, you know, they are sending photos, right? But I don't know that they're sending that much type of information. If you know anything about Snapchat, these children nowadays, they're in the front room, living room, kitchen, bathroom, wherever it's at. And if they're if, if Snapchat has the ability to take them forward and reverse facing type of photos, they can really kind of, and they have your location, they can stitch together kind of a 3D rendering of your house. Yeah. And that is an insane amount of information that they'd be like, well, you know what? You need to, like, we, we know what your house looks like. You don't have a Roomba, right? They can sell the data, target me. I can clean your floors, right? Or maybe you don't have drapes in your front room. Like, they can sell that information to Amazon. That's the Zillow's X Snapchat collaboration you didn't know you needed. You could sell your house on Snapchat. You probably could. I don't like it. Though. And or your kids. And or your kids. Exactly. So anyways, I, you know, in the, in the downside is, is, is and in our house, it's an iOS platform. I can't decrypt that traffic because uh, it's certificate pinned. Yeah. yeah. So even if I load it up, it actually, it's not even TLS pinned. It's, it's UDP 443. So I can't see that data anyways. All I can do is, yeah. is block it, which I do now. The amount of data being uploaded from these phones doesn't justify the amount of snapshots that are being sent. And it's to me, it's scary of what that actually could look like. And who owns Snapchat? I don't use Snapchat, full disclosure, so I have no You're idea. You're young. I would have thought that you did. Yeah, I'm Gen Snap, Snap Inc. They, they are an independent company, but okay. at the end of the day, they are an ad company. They are at okay. They are an ad that. company, yeah. And well, that's, that what they, that's what they target you with. They target you with ads based on what you... you like and what you want that's that's what you go to and i mean i i've, I've read things like, like people go on snapchat to use search engines even to do like research for homework they go on snapchat they look for news articles so i'm showing victor right now like what this video looks like so here i am just opening up the app now keep in mind when i do open up the app it does default to the the camera the camera right so i'm just going to fast forward i end up closing the app you'll see it go bat crap crazy right there yeah so now i'm out of there and i'm just scrolling through and i can see this thing is going crazy for no apparent reason whatsoever yeah. that should be if there's not a giant red flag in the world i don't know what there is oh you just took 1900 different selfies yeah right <laughs> and i have no idea what that actually looks like and i don't know that if it's it's doing the, the back camera as well right could be yeah because you can't see lidar yeah you can only see ir yeah and then when Brian and I went down this this rabbit hole, one of the justifications, you know, take it for what it is. Apple says that their true depth camera uses infrared technology to tell if you're actually looking at it or not. And I, I've actually seen this in practice that they things like screen time, when they tell you how much time you've been spending on an app, it's relevant whether or not you're looking at the screen, because when I use ways for driving you know that shouldn't count as you know, two hours of using me using my phone if i just leave it up for navigation and same thing with zoom calls if i join a work zoom call i just join the zoom call i put the phone down and i never look at it again that shouldn't count towards my but it screen does. time yeah yeah so that they, they say that's one way of them checking if you're actively participating in with with the app or but the I, the I, app I call bs because all the other apps are not doing that yeah and that's that's the part that kind of freaks me out yeah, it, it could be part of how the social media companies, they monetize users differently. So if I subscribe to Zoom, they get my $10 a month, no matter what. If I use it once, I use it 100 times, they get my $10 a month. But Snap, Instagram, TikTok, X, they all have a metric called monetizable daily active users, so MDAO. And that's what they have to roll up to their advertisers since we have 30 million monthly or 30 million monetizable daily active users. And that's the metric that they use to charge for their ads. So they might actually need that data that you didn't just open Snapchat and leave it on your, your desk that you're actually interacting with the application. And this is where I call BS on that because according to Snapchat, I'm a 20 year old, 21 year old man <laughs> on the Explore page. I am confronted with Rogaine. I am a bald human being. You might not know that. <laughs> and I've never taken a snap in my entire life and penis pills. So this thing. Oh, that's why. So it knows the, the problems that you're dealing with and wants to sell you the remedies. Hey, you son of a guy. That's not true. Not, not yet, at least. I don't think of being bald. You know, the plumbing's still working. You know, the same. But it, like, if, like, it is an advertising company. If I've never consensually given, taken a Snapchat, and they're using this data, and I'm a 21-year-old man. 
two things are true. I don't need Rocaine and I don't need a penis pill, period. <laughs> Why am I seeing advertisements for it? And it's because they're capturing the information. They're setting up. You just outed yourself. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Honestly, I think there's a business model here to be made, like using only the API. So having a single platform to manage all your social medias that are only that that's only using the APIs to post and fetch. That's it. Oh, X killed that when they killed the API. Yeah, and Reddit as well. Reddit, Reddit killed the API. Yeah. But yeah. you can pay for that platform. You can have a centralized platform you called could. social media. Yeah. And you can interact with your Twitter, right your Instagram, yeah. everything. Yeah. And I like people would pay for that. Tweet deck and all them that used yeah. to do it. Yeah. So I, I, I that, that's actually incorrect. So they didn't kill the API. They're just charging absurd amounts for the API now. So would you guys pay for either X or Reddit? I don't use social media enough to justify paying for it. So I would pay, for, and this was the controversy at the time, I would pay for Apollo. So Apollo is a really good Reddit interface. I would pay for that. And they did have a monthly charge if you want to donate money, but Reddit killed that idea. I would have paid for Reddit access via Apollo. I won't pay for Reddit, the actual company, because I disagree with what they did. Well, what was your karma balance, though? Uh, I don't know. I think I was like positive 2000, maybe total. Oh, that's not oh I was in the negatives, man. <laughs> <laughs> Big fat L, man. I got in trouble. He was the, all those uh, band subreddits, like fat <laughs> yeah. shaming and all this. I, I fat was, people shaming. I would say that I was probably in. Watch people die. <laughs> a lot of, of, of subreddits where I was banned. Yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> Can't say I'm surprised, right? <laughs> I'm sitting back. Were you letting it all out? All your controversial opinions that you can't say in real life are out on Reddit. No, I would say I would say the same opinions in real life as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. that just, justifies your negative then. Just unpopular I mean, on Reddit. Who's gonna Who's gonna check me? Right? I don't know. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, like everyone's tough behind a keyboard, but like in real life, like and that's like kind of the nice thing about having a, a difference of opinion in real life is that you can have these type of things and have these civil conversations and be able to come to an agreement. And the most beautiful part about it is that we might not see the eye to eye on something, right? But we can still have mutual admiration and love for each other sure. and be able to move forward. And that's that's really what's most important. Yeah. Freedom of speech. Yeah. So it makes America great. Did you bring a dad joke of the week? <laughs> I can make one up on the spot. Oh, shoot. All right. All right. Well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, our guest, Victor, is up. You know what would have been a great name for a diarrhea medicine? What's that? What's that? Gonorrhea. Uh, <laughs> this guy came in clutch. Yeah, yeah, clutch. All right. No preparation whatsoever. No preparation H at all. <laughs> this guy came in. All right, man. I'm digging it. Good job, Vic. I just worked here. He's all right. Well, that's all we have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at PepTech Podcast. Thank you to all the listeners and subscribers who raised us five stars in the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the PepTech Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app. My co-host Brian Deach and our guest Victor DeLuca. I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next weekend. As always, have a nice day. Please help. I'm being detained in a hotel room. No, you're supposed to buy Felicia. <laughs> for, for Glenn. Do it. Give him a shout out. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. You sound exactly like him. All right. <laughs> <laughs>